You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. Here are the stories we're following today. The drop in futures follows another record close uh, on highs for U.S. stocks and a disappointing after-the-bell forecast from Intel. The shares of the chipmaker are plunging 12% in early trading. Intel's first quarter projection for both sales and profit came in well short of Wall Street estimates. Dan Morgan is a portfolio manager with Synovus Trust. The guidance going into the first quarter is disappointing. Even if you look at the midpoint of that range that they gave in revenues, that came at 12.7 billion. Street was at 14.2 billion, and then that EPS number was a big miss. Dan Morgan of Synovus Trust notes the chipmaker's personal computer business is recovering, but demand is weakening in the lucrative market for data center chips. And we're also seeing shares of Visa fall in early trading. Although the world's biggest payments network posted profit above estimates, it forecast low double-digit revenue growth and diluted earnings per share to grow in the low teens. The stock had closed at a record high before the earnings. And Amy, earnings are front and center in Europe as well. Let's go to London, get the latest with Bloomberg's Stephen Carroll. Stephen. Good morning, Nathan and Amy. Better than expected sales figures from LVMH have champagne corks popping on European markets. Investors seeing the resilience from the world's largest luxury conglomerate as a positive sign for the sector. The sentiment driving shares higher not only for LVMH, but also rivals Kering, Hermes and Richemont. Another top performing stock in Europe is drinks maker Remy Cointreau. That's despite reporting falling sales. Investors instead focused on cost-cutting plans and hopes the cognac slump may have bottomed out. In London, Stephen Carol Bloomberg Radio. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Back here in the U.S., we're seeing major changes at Apple. The company is embarking on an historic overhaul of its iOS, Safari, and App Store offerings in the European Union. Mark Gurman covers Apple for Bloomberg in San Francisco. So I would say these changes are historic. For the first time, Apple is going to allow users, and again, this is EU-specific, uh, to install third-party app stores. So you'll be able to install maybe an app store from Epic Games, maybe from Microsoft, maybe from Meta, replace the app store from Apple on the phone and install applications via those third party programs. So that's the biggest change. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman says the sweeping changes are coming in March and is a direct response to the new EU New Digital Markets Act, which imposes rigid restrictions on the largest tech firms. Turning to the economy, Amy, the U.S. has pulled farther ahead in the race to be the world's biggest. We get the details from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. 
The U.S. economy is emerging from the pandemic period in a better place than China's, and you can thank the vibrant American consumer. Gross domestic product rose 6.3% in nominal terms, that is, unadjusted for inflation, last year, outpacing China's 4.6% gain. China has been struggling under the weight of a years-long real estate bust and its worst streak of deflation in some 25 years. The economic outperformance is also reflected in the respective country's stock markets. U.S. shares have hit all-time highs this week, while Chinese equities are mired in a $6 trillion-plus bear market route. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Jeff. And speaking of the economy, we will get a report this morning that is closely watched by the Fed. The core PCE deflator, the Fed's preferred inflation measure, likely grew at a subdued pace in December. Economists are forecasting a gain of two-tenths of a percent. Well, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is putting out some positive words about inflation, Amy, saying it is now well under control. We were through a period in which inflation was high higher than we had um, really seen since the late 70s or early 80s. But it has come down quickly. Treasury Secretary Yellen adds Americans are also benefiting from wage growth that now exceeds inflation. On Capitol Hill, Senate Republican leaders are trying to salvage a deal on Ukraine aid and border security. GOP negotiators are concerned an impasse at the border would deny Ukraine the $61 billion in aid that it's seeking in its fight against Russia. Meanwhile, Texas is still putting up razor wire at the border, even after the Supreme Court gave the Biden administration the go-ahead to cut it down. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. We are going to make it uh, impossible to enter Texas illegally, uh, and that includes uh, maintaining the National Guard on the border, building more border wall, just like what President Trump put up, as well as extending the razor wire wall in the state of Texas. Governor Greg Abbott tells Bloomberg the state has a constitutional right to defend itself. You can hear more of our conversation with the Texas governor on the Bloomberg Talks podcast. And when it comes to those border negotiations, Amy, some senators are concerned Donald Trump is inserting himself into the process. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that part of the story. Mitt Romney says this cannot happen. Former President Trump has indicated to senators that uh, he does not want us to solve the problem at the border. Uh, he wants to lay the blame for the border at Biden. Uh, and the idea that that someone running for president would say, please hurt the country so I can blame my opponent and help my politics is a, uh, a, a shocking uh, development. Now, with Trump being perceived as the eventual GOP nominee, the question is, will he insert himself into every congressional battle? Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Ed. Closing arguments are set to begin later today in the defamation case against Donald Trump. They come after the former president left a Manhattan courtroom fuming after his three-minute testimony gave him little time to refute a writer's sexual abuse claims. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. Good morning, John. Good morning, Amy. A moratorium this morning from the White House. The Biden administration has halted the approval of new licenses to export liquefied natural gas. This gives the administration time to scrutinize how the shipments impact climate change. The administration's pause comes as environmentalists have seized on the projects as a litmus test of the president's climate change commitment. Overnight, the state of Alabama executed death row inmate Kenneth Smith, marking the first time in U.S. history nitrogen gas was used to carry out capital punishment. 
The UN Human Rights Office called on Alabama to stop the execution, noting there's no scientific evidence to prove that execution by nitrogen inhalation will not cause grave suffering. General Motors is blaming poor leadership for mishandling its crew's robo-taxi crisis. That story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet. It is an admission the company is hoping will get its cars back on the roads. A report by the law firm Quinn Emanuel, which was paid by crews, outlines how executives took an adversarial approach with regulators after one of its autonomous cars struck and seriously injured a woman. The incident led crews to halt its fleet nationwide, which undercuts GM CEO Mary Barra's vision to transform the car maker from a 20th century metal bender to a transportation company of the future. Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Attorney General Merrick Garland spoke at an event marking the start of a new foundation aimed at supporting mental health and wellness for law enforcement officers. Coverage through that program now extends to officers who are permanently and totally disabled due to certain mental health disorders as well as to those who will die by suicide as a result of exposure to traumatic events that they encounter while on duty. The Howie Liebengood Foundation, named after a Capitol Police officer who defended the building during the January 6th riot and died by suicide three days later. It flew 72 times. It was only expected to fly five. NASA's Ingenuity Space Helicopter was deployed to the surface of Mars in 2001. NASA has now announced the four-pound aerial vehicle has flown its last mission. Global News, 24 hours a day, whenever you want it. With Bloomberg News Now, I'm John Tucker. This is Bloomberg, Amy. All right, thank you, John. And we bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News Now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app. Bloomberg.com, plus Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Time now for our Bloomberg Sports Update, and for that we bring in John Stashauer. Amy upset at the Australian Open, where Novak Djokovic is the 10-time champion. He had won 33 matches in a row. He was trounced by the fourth seed, Yannick Sinner, 22-year-old from Italy, who won 6-1, 6-2, 6-7, and then 6-3. He's the youngest finalist at the Australian Open since Djokovic in 2008. Two NFL teams named new coaches. The Atlanta Falcons going with Raheem Morris, who had been the defensive coordinator of the Rams. He actually was an Atlanta assistant from 2015 to 20 and the Falcons' interim head coach. He was also the coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks for three years. Carolina Panthers going with a relative unknown, Dave Canales, who had been coaching the offense at Tampa Bay. He's only 42 years old. Spent 13 years coaching with the Seahawks. NBA blowout in New York. Knicks all over the defending champion Nuggets. 122-84. to Far and away the Nuggets' worst loss of the season. Celtics with a blowout win. That was in Miami. 143-110. to Seven Celtics in double figures. Warriors at home lost by a point to Sacramento. 134-133. The ex-warrior Harrison Barnes with a career-high 39 points. Wizards lost at home to Utah. 123-108. to The Wizards making a coaching change. Moving Wes Unsell Jr. to the front office, Brian Keith, an assistant coach, takes over for the rest of the season. Bruins won an overtime at Ottawa, 3-2 on a Brad Marchand goal. Edmonton shut out Chicago. The Oilers have won 15 in a row. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. 
Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Steeple and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Steeple's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Steeple last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. The frenzy around cutting-edge technology and artificial intelligence may be leaving some big tech names behind. This morning, we're talking about Intel. It is tumbling in early trading after delivering a sales and profit forecast that came in well short of Wall Street expectations. For more on these earnings and the tech story going forward, we're joined by Bloomberg's Kriti Gupta. Kriti, what's holding Intel back? A little bit of everything. And, you know, this is so much pressure that Intel and Pat Gelsinger at the helm of it really has to live up to. Remember, you'll, for the last, I want to say, two or three years, even in kind of the epitome of that chip glut that we had in 2021, where supply chain issues were really the focus, you had this major concern that Intel was not pulling its weight in terms of the chip sector. And Pat Gelsinger at the helm of it said, look, this is going to be our turnaround story. We are going to be the comeback kid of the chip sector. And that's exactly what's not happening. Let me walk you through the numbers here, Nate because they're pretty substantial. It's their first quarter forecast that's really worrying a lot of people here. The revenue coming in at about $12.2 billion to $13.2 billion. That's the forecast for what this first quarter is supposed to look like for them. But the estimate, the Wall Street estimate, was $14.3 billion. So they're almost missing that by somewhere between $1 to $2 billion. That is a very big margin to be missing from. It also has to do a lot when it comes to their actual business model. Remember when we think of Intel, we kind of think of them as their old guard tech. And instead, they've actually been trying to compete with the likes of advanced micro devices, AMD or otherwise, or NVIDIA, for example, that have really been going headfirst into the AI sector. So Intel has been saying, look, traditionally we look at PCs, maybe we should be focusing instead on the data centers that are meant to power the AI story. And that's where they're saying that those that investment, the sales there, fell 10 percent in the fourth quarter. So not only are they not growing,
think they're not actually able to keep up the momentum that they currently have. They're actually contracting. So it's kind of a, a bag of negativity when it comes to the Intel story. So does this mean that the names that we've heard of elsewhere, NVIDIA, AMD, these names that have built so much excitement around the idea of artificial intelligence and gotten a lot of investors jazzed up, are they just running away with this and Intel's getting left behind? Well, they've got a little bit of a different dynamic here. NVIDIA, think about it, is a much larger company than Intel is. Same with advanced micro devices. AMD actually was one of the early players in terms of really solidifying that AI presence. Remember, they actually partnered with Meta Platforms early on when uh, Mark Zuckerberg said he wanted to dive in to the metaverse, and AMD kind of latched onto that story. Pat Gelsinger over at Intel is dealing with a little bit of a different issue, and it really comes down to manufacturing capability. Remember, Intel was one of the chief names that President Joe Biden Biden has really been focusing on when it comes to bringing some of the chip manufacturing capacity back onto U.S. soil. What that does is make chips a little bit more expensive. It can also mean losing customers in the process. So what Intel has done is actually doubled down on their manufacturing operations, really putting tens of billions of dollars into U.S. factories as well. And that's something that some of their rivals aren't doing because they are still doing a lot of that production out of Taiwan, out of South Korea. Intel kind of changing the game on that front. And by the way, making investments that are really only going to pay 10, 20 years down the road. So they're dealing with a different set of issues. But net, net, Nathan, you're right. They are falling behind. So what about that longer term outlook? When you see a short term outlook like this that so disappoints Wall Street, what does that mean for things uh, when it comes to uh, Pat Gelsinger's turnaround plans longer term? Well, look, he's still trying to enlist a lot of confidence. If you look at some of the commentary that came out with this earnings story, he is saying, look, this is a first quarter story only. If you look at their projections, they are meant to kind of dip first and then recover. But the problem is there is a credibility issue here. There's a believability issue here because Pat Gelsinger is also on this kind of campaign to reinsure a lot of investors and a lot of the folks that are investing in Intel, not to mention the American government, that they can't actually pull this off. The problem here is just that that initial number, the margin is so low, or actually so large, that the drop in revenue is so low that you are starting to see real issues when it comes to, okay, well, not only are you going to make up the margin you're missing in the first quarter, but you also have to then grow by a substantial amount to catch up to your competitors. And that's really where they're facing a lot of the hurdles. So in our last 30 seconds, what could we see going forward from Intel? Well, it's still this campaign about believability. They basically have to prove that their way is the right way, that this comeback story is not over yet, and they can't actually deliver on it at a time when um, the AI story and the AI investment story is moving very, very quickly. And it comes down to the fact of where do you want to put your weight behind uh, the traditional PC business that has proved very lucrative or this kind of newfangled AI story. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed by 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa. Play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Amy Morris. 
Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.